Welcome to Resilient Wings Podcast, the podcast where we take a look at our resiliency, where we rewrite our stories, where we release our past to become who we were truly meant to be. I'm Carolyn Marcos, a transformational life coach and mentor on a mission to help you discover who you really are, how resilient you truly are and have always been. Along this journey, I will share parts of my story of resiliency. We'll hear from other people who have resilient stories to share. And together, we will create a community where we can all be the resilient women we were always meant to be. I look forward to seeing you here every week. Until then, be resilient. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Resilient Podcast. Many of you know me as Carolyn Marcos. Some of you know me from Facebook as Resilient Carolyn. Um, I know me right now as the girl who has a message and is not showing up for that message. That's where we're going to go today. How many of us have something to say, but we don't say it? How many of us have a platform to say it, yet we still don't say it? How many of us have worked on ourselves so much and we know that we have it all together, but we still don't say it? Why? Why won't we say it? Why won't we talk about it? Why won't we share it with our community, with our um, our sisters, our brothers, our friends, our families? Why won't we share this message? What I'm coming to find out is this, is that I still am playing in the field of unworthy. Hear me out unworthy. I block my success. I stand in my own way. I sabotage myself. I am going to be completely vulnerable here because I want to give you the opportunity to be completely and 100% vulnerable with yourself. We are resilient. We are amazing. And we absolutely 100% have something to say. And what we have to say, it may not be for everyone. Everyone who listens to my podcast may not resonate with this conversation. And that is okay. Everybody who sees me on Facebook may not resonate with everything that I'm saying. Even my clients in my coaching sessions may not resonate with everything that I'm saying. But that's the beautiful part. The things that we don't resonate with, the things that don't land for us are things that we get to pull out, take away, get rid of. We don't need to keep those. They're just added information, added fluff, added, you know, decadence to our lives, whatever you want to call it. But what I had to come to terms with was where wasn't I showing up? 
And I'll ask you the same question. Where don't you show up in your life for your purpose to share your message, to write that book or get started on that program or to launch that store that you've always wanted to launch? What desire do you have, but you feel like you just can't do it? Think about it. Write that thought down. Right now, I want you to pull it out of your head. I want you to put it on a piece of paper and I want you to just sit with it. Just sit with it, right? So what I had to pull out was this. I love podcasting. It gives me the opportunity to come on here and have a conversation for anybody who might need to hear it. I have an audience who has followed me from uh, the two other podcasts that I've done. I have clients that follow me. I have people on Facebook that follow me. And I may not have a big following, but that's okay because the following that I have is very special. The following that I have is for those who are looking to heal, who are looking to step outside of their own comfort zones, who are willing to be challenged even just for making one extra step. So where did I notice that I wasn't showing up? It was right here right on this platform. It sounds funny because it seems like it would be rather easy to do a podcast, correct? And it is. It's very easy to do a podcast, get it all set up, get everything taken care of, and then you start recording. It's fun to do the artwork that goes along with the podcast. It's fun to do the copy for the podcast. Um, it's even fun to put the music together and set the intro, all of these things. These are all the fun parts of podcasting, right? But then it came time to getting back to recording because let's face it, I've had all of those things done and I've recorded a couple of episodes for this specific podcast. So what happened? What happened was, is that I was going along my merry way. I was loving the podcast that I was doing with my incredible and amazing wife of 20 plus years. The Hey Sonia and Carolyn podcast, where we talked about everything relationship, everything that affected our relationship. And we would dive into these great conversations, these amazing conversations And then she got a job <laughs> and I celebrate that for her. I love that she has a job. I love that she has something that she gets to do on a daily basis that, that feeds her, that really helps her, that um, is supporting a purpose and a goal, something that she believes strongly in. So I celebrate her for that. But that meant that we might not have time for our podcast. 
we learned very recently that's a really big lie. <laughs> we absolutely do have time for that podcast, and we are actually talking about bringing it back. So I'm excited about that. But it was a shift for me. I went from having these amazing conversations with another person on a podcast to now I'm faced with filling that space myself. And while I would love to have conversations with other people, um, it has not been the easiest thing to find other people who are willing to have that conversation. Interesting. But I was also on another adventure I was podcasting with my dear friend and mentor at the time, and we were doing an amazing podcast, The Bear Lifestyle, uh, where we were talking about these taboo topics and we were pulling out things that have been in hiding for ourselves and for our community. And that was wonderful until it came time to move on from there. And I'll tell you, it was completely my choice to move on. So then I decided I was going to sit down in front of my own camera and make my own podcast. And so I did. And we talked about resilience. We talked about my story. We talked about a couple of other things. And yes, there were people listening. Yes, there was a following. Yes, there were all of these things. But for some reason, I stepped into this place of, well, I'd rather have these conversations with somebody else. I stepped into why would anybody be listening to me, just me, by myself, up here, talking for who knows how long. And that took me on a downward trajectory, right? Where we have a vision, we have a goal. We know what we want to do. We know where we're going with it. And then all of a sudden, this voice inside of our head starts to say, well, why are you doing that? No one's going to listen to you. What do you think you have to say that nobody else is saying? You're just going to add to all the other noise in the world. And maybe that's true for some people. And those are the people who don't listen to my podcast. But for those people who are on this journey, who have spent their lives at the back of their own life, this is their podcast. This is their platform. This is where they get to come in and sit with me. And we get to have a conversation it might just be the one side of that conversation at this moment. They may reach out. They may not. But something that I said may land very well with them. And in that space where something lands for them, it's a place where they get to step outside of their comfort zone. And maybe I'm talking to you this morning. So I'm back. No excuses, no sexy stories, no strategies about why or how I got back here. I'm back. I'm back because what I have to say, it's worth hearing. Where I'm going, it's worth going to. What we're healing 
is absolutely 100% important for each and every one of us that choose to stay. That's why I'm back. And it feels good to be back. So let's get started. Today, I want to talk about when our own self-sabotage comes in as you're not worthy. When those thoughts of anxiety come in and you feel like, I just can't do it. When those people who are chattering on the outside of your life don't have enough um, support for you to do what it is that you want to do. Let's talk about those things. Okay. Let's talk about self-worth for a minute here. Maybe a little more. Self-worth is important. And I'm just going to say this about it. Okay. The day that you were born, you were born into this world absolutely 100% worthy of everything that you desire. I'm going to say that one more time. When you were born, you were born into this worthy 100% worthy of everything that you desire. That hasn't changed. The things that people have said to you has changed it. The way society looks at you has changed it. The way social media plays out may have changed it. A teacher could have changed it. A pastor of a church. Somebody made a comment somewhere in your life and it changed your story. How did it change your story? And why? It changes our story because we make this whole new narrative for ourselves. We make a decision in that moment. Oh, well, they didn't come to my game or my swim practice or gymnastics or piano or guitar or tennis or anything. They didn't show up for me on this day, and it was important to me. I'm not worth their time. This is a story that we tell ourselves. And we probably told ourselves this story many years ago. But it's carried through our lives, right? So it's carried through. Maybe it was some teacher that you had who didn't choose you to read out loud because you stumbled over too many words or you needed more help pronouncing words, whatever it was. So in that moment, you made a story for yourself that I don't read well out loud. And maybe this shows up at other times in your life. So when um, maybe you're at a, a, a book group and, you know, everybody is 
is reading a piece um, and you like need to like figure out like where's your piece going to be that you're going to read so that you can practice it so that you know the words. Um, maybe you don't do theater because you don't think that you could memorize all of those lines because a teacher told you that you're not good at reading out loud by not choosing you. Whatever that narrative is for you, this is how this shows up. So it shows up in that when we don't get the support that we needed, we make a story. And we want to make sure that that story is true. So we test it over and over and over again. She's going to call on me today. Um, my parents are going to show up. That boy or girl is going to call. Um, whatever it is, we test it over and over again. And then we make ourselves right. That's our job is to make ourselves right. So we continually make ourselves right in these situations by saying, see, they still didn't call on me. I, I can't read well out loud. I'm not worthy of that. They didn't show up for practice again today or they didn't show up for the big game. And I asked them, I made sure I even put it on the calendar and they didn't show up. That person that I've, you know, been hinting at that I'd really like to get to know better. Um, they never called, they never text, they never message me, they never. So I'm right again, I'm not worthy of these things. And I have evidence showing me that that is the truth. But it's not the truth. This story that we created, we created it at a time in our lives when we needed something. We needed to know that we were worthy of our parents' time. We needed to know that we were liked by other people. We needed to know that we were good at everything that we did. And even if we weren't great at it, that we needed to practice and support to become good at it, right? And we didn't get that. And so now, later in our lives, we struggle with these stories. How does it show up? Maybe you were told that you don't read well out loud by this teacher who never called on you. And so when another teacher did call on you, you were like, nope, pass, go to the next person. Um, maybe when there were tryouts for a play and you really want to do theater, you were like, no, remember, I'm not good at that. Or your child brings a book to you and they want you to read them a story, but you feel like, well, I'm not going to be any good at this. My kid isn't going to want to listen to me. These are the places where these stories show back up in our lives. So notice, just notice, notice what that story is for you. Where's that narrative coming from? And I want to ask you, whose voice is it? Truly, whose voice is it that keeps showing up? Is it that third grade teacher that wouldn't pick you to read out loud? Is it the fact that your parents didn't show up and so 
Whose voice? Whose voice is showing up inside of you and criticizing you and sabotaging you and keeping you stuck in this place that you no longer want to be in? So you have this knowing inside of you that this is a story, that this doesn't even hold true anymore, that you've been to college and you read lots of books and you do lots of things that, you know, prove otherwise to yourself. So today I would like for you to try this on. Just try it on. I am good at anything that I want to do. I am good at anything that I want to do. Because here's the thing. If we continually tell ourselves that we're not good at it, it's going to continue to show up. And I can take an example out of my, my own life, okay? And this is a very vulnerable example that I want to share with you. So in the third grade, I was diagnosed with severe learning disabilities. And I was put into special education classes. Because I was told that I was reversing letters. I was told that I was no good at math. I was told that my brain didn't process information the same way that everybody else's did. And so I created this story. Oh, I have learning disabilities. I can't do that. I need extra time on my tests because I have learning disabilities and time tests give me anxiety. I learned to be helpless around my disability. So from the third grade until the sixth grade, I was put in these special education classes and I'm 56 years old. So we're talking in the 70s that this happened. Learning disabilities were not something that were treated in a way of um, not singling that child out. So being put into special education classes meant I really was in special education classes with other kids who had developmental disabilities or mental handicaps. Um, and so I made a story up about myself. I'm just stupid. I'm not as smart as other kids. And I spent my whole life with poor grades. And no matter how hard anybody tried to get me to learn something, I kept telling myself, I can't learn that. I can't learn that. I can't learn that. I have learning disabilities. That was a story that was going on inside of my brain. But here's the thing. Somewhere inside of me, I knew I was much smarter than dyslexia. So I started to take notice. And what I noticed was that when I was stressed out, yeah, I did reverse letters. 
but I could see it. What I noticed is if I really focused and I worked hard, that I could get the concepts that were being taught to me. In the seventh grade, I had a math teacher who, bless his sweetheart, he would spend hours going over math problems with me over and over and over again until I got it. And some days I did and some days I did not. I told myself I couldn't take another language in school because my brain has a hard enough time with English. So why am I going to challenge myself even further? I made it through with mediocre grades. And I thought because I had mediocre grades, well, those are A's to me because nobody knew how hard my brain had to work. That's the story that I told myself until I got super smart about this, right? In high school, I was barely making it. In fact, they were telling me that I was gonna have to repeat the 12th grade. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no, that's not happening. Um, and so I did everything that I needed to do in order to keep myself above the, the minimal grade. And at that point, uh, D's and F's were not minimal. So I figured out how to do the work, make the grades. And then in my senior year, I decided that I was going to take an ROP class and become a dental assistant. And it turns out that I was excellent at this particular group of classes. So these classes, I got straight A's in. And I was like, what? And as I went through these courses, I started to realize something. I was telling my brain that I was not smart enough. I had created a story that I wasn't smart enough. What story have you created for yourself? Then I got a shock. So here I am. I graduated high school. I'm a awesome dental assistant. I have doctors that um, really enjoyed working with me because I could stay a step ahead. I could take care of things. I, I was good at what I was doing. And I was told constantly. And then I decided that I want to go to college. So I enrolled at a community college. And to this day, I'm grateful for the people that I met at this community college, because what I learned was that we can heal our own dysfunctions. Hear me out. So 
I had something traumatic happen to me between the second and the third grade. I was not a dumb child. I was actually quite smart as a child, um, but something happened and I was injured very badly. And I went back to school and I didn't know how to do the things that I knew how to do before. And this was shocking to everybody. But to me, it wasn't because I had no idea what happened. I just, you know, it just happened. And so when I got to college, I was put into classes that help you get to the grade level of reading that you want to be in remedial classes. Okay. And I was okay with that because if I'm going to start to learn, I want to start to learn from the bottom up. I'm a very, you know, step-by-step -step person. In those remedial classes, I excelled. I had support. I had tutors. I had people who were retesting my disabilities. Come to find out that the neural pathways that had been damaged were recreated in other areas. And so instead of my brain finding these gaps, it was finding different ways that it could work around it to the point where I wasn't reversing letters unless I was absolutely 100% stressed out. And there've been plenty of times in my life that I've been that stressed, but my brain had healed itself. Now I had to change the story. Changing that story is really a challenge. So we all have to step outside of our comfort zone in order to let this happen for us. Okay. So I want to ask you to step outside of your comfort zone for a little bit. We're trying on, we are worthy. And when I say that you were born worthy and you've never been able to change that, it's the truth. The stories may have changed, but the truth is deep down inside of you, you are 100% worthy. Just like I am. I am 100% worthy, right? So now I want you to step into this one. In order to get to the things that we desire the most in our lives, we have to change the narrative. This isn't a fake it until you make it type of a thing. This is a literal changing the narrative. So if the story is, I'm not smart, the new story is, I am brilliant. And the more that I tell myself that I am brilliant, that I'm capable, that I can do it, that I'm a good reader, that I'm good at math, that I'm capable of doing anything that anybody else does and do it just as well. I changed that narrative, right? 
you changed your narrative. Whatever the story is that you've been carrying around for all of these years, I want you to sit for a minute and look at it. Look at what it is. What is it? That one story inside of you that keeps you in this place of I'm not worthy. And I want you to reverse it. Change it. Write it down. I'm brilliant. And I want you to see it. I don't want you to just see it in passing. I want you to see it. I want you to visualize it. I'm brilliant. What does a brilliant person do? A brilliant person reads books that challenge the brain. A brilliant person gets into conversation with people to hear new ideas. A brilliant person challenges their brain to do new things. And then you start collecting evidence. What evidence can you find in your life? What pieces can you find in your life that help you to support this new evidence for yourself? For me, it was my writing. My writing went from mediocre to good. And from good to better, from better to even better, from better to I'm ready to write a book. I didn't need to do any of those steps. I could have written a book years ago. I didn't need to prove anything to myself, but my brain had a narrative that needed to be broken. That's what we're doing. That's how we find our resiliency. We break these narratives, these stories, these, these places where people didn't show up, so we created something to make it make sense. We didn't know what was going on on the other end of things. Those times that your mom or your dad didn't show up for that big game, that big heat, that competition. We don't know what their story was. But their story was not so that you could become unworthy. Whatever kept them from showing up is theirs, not yours. Never was. Just sit with that for a minute. It had nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. That all encompassing they, them, those people, our parents, our community, our friends, whoever that was for you in that moment, that situation was 100% theirs and not yours. So let it go. Let it go so far as to Recreate that story for yourself. You weren't worthy of their time. How can you change that? 
What can you put in place instead? I made a decision that I was not worthy of doing this podcast by myself. That I was going to have to spill, fill the space. But now I'm collecting evidence to show myself differently. I'm fully capable of doing this podcast. I'm fully capable of creating an impact. I am fully capable of supporting those who want to see how resilient they are in their lives. So we're going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep showing up. We're going to keep talking. And if you desire to be a part of this podcast, if you desire to share your resilient story, I invite you. This platform is for building community. And the only way we do that is when we step outside of our comfort zone and we start making a decision that we are worthy of everything. Nothing changed. Just because I'm not podcasting with other people does not mean that I do not have something worthwhile to say. I don't need to bounce my ideas off of a co-host. Change your story. Change your narrative. Change the belief that you have been carrying around for all of these years that has held you back. Maybe you've always wanted to do theater. Maybe there's a community theater in your area and you want to go join it. Because you need to start collecting the evidence that you can do anything and everything that you desire to do in your life. There's the key right there. If you want it, you will do it. Go and be resilient. Find that spark inside of yourself, that place where you are hiding and step outside of your comfort zone. And we'll talk again in our next episode. Until then, have an amazing day because I'm going to. Well, that was another great episode. I'm so glad that you were here with me today. But I'm curious, what did you learn about yourself today? Where did you understand your resiliency? What did you let go of? I love to hear from you. Carolyn at ResilientWingsMentoring.com Let me know. If you're looking for more information on the programs that I offer, then please check out my website, ResilientWingsMentoring.com Until our next conversation, keep spreading your wings. You are more resilient than you ever imagined.